Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dungeons and Nerds podcast. Uh, I'm Ben, like you might know. And this is all about a cool podcast about board games, card games, RPGs, whatever you want. And yeah, and this week we're talking about zombies, three exclamation marks, gotta have that. And also Mordenkainen's Tomb of Foes for 5th edition. Great stuff. There's a lot of fun stuff as well. A little more intricacies on some of these ones. Well, if you like that, stick around. So now we'll be talking about zombies. Um, this is a game where you want to try to take out zombies. It's like a board game. And you'll want to try to get to the helicopter. But, by do- um, but to get there, every turn that someone has, they place a new tile wherever they want. Well, as long as it, the roads connect. And then sometimes those be normal road tiles. But sometimes it'll also be like buildings, like a hardware store or a fire station, where there might be like, um, I think like weapons, possibly like more hearts, but also more threats of zombies. So I'm going to talk to my parents about how they like it because we've played it a fair bit of times. So what do you, um, how do you guys like this game? I really like it. I, uh, I like the flow of it. I like that it's completely random. Like you don't know, like when you flip a tile, if you get a hospital or a superstore or something like that, that there could be like nine more zombies popping up all of a sudden. So yeah. sometimes you got to weigh the risks for what you get, you know, like, do I go for the ammo or is there just too many zombies? Uh-huh. So I like that you can play it cooperatively or you can play it against the people on the, on the board with you as well. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because... Some, there is one mode where um, you're helping each other get to it, so you all want to get to the helicopter at the same time. So you want to try like carve through the zombies together. But there's also one where um, you do want to just be the first one to get to the helicopter and leave the rest behind sort of thing. Yeah. Which is usually what we end up playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that would be pretty cutthroat. Uh-huh. So you have to collect the bullets and you have to collect your lives. And then... As long as you don't get killed on your way, then you can be the overall winner. You get cards, too, with buffs in it. So you can get, like, um, a flamethrower buff, I remember. There was a couple others that... Like a chainsaw, I think, is one of them. Yeah, there's some really good cards you can get. Or um, spawn three zombies around a random player immediately and stuff. Like, it's... Yeah. You can really get some cool cards. It's really cutthroat ones, too. Like, just, like, stop one guy. (laughs) That'd be mean. It does say that it's for ages 15 and up, but it was definitely a little bit easier um, than something like that. But we do play a lot of games, so I think that's probably also why we found it. It was, it's not an overly complicated game. It's more probably the gore on all the cards and stuff is why that is. That yeah. could be true. <laughs> pretty yeah. great art. Pretty gory, but pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty fun game. Um I've seen some stuff where, because you get all these, every zombie is like a little miniature. I've seen some stuff where you can paint the zombies. It would take a Ooh. crazy amount of time to paint every single zombie. They look with, great, though. With how small they are, though. That, yeah. particular. There's also, I've heard a lot of cool expansions for it. Like, there's one where you go to a carnival, one where you're in, like, an Alcatraz-style prison. Ooh. Like, a lot of neat ones like that, where they add different styles of zombies, like clown zombies, dog zombies. That'd be creepy. That's pretty cool. So just if you really get into the game, you can sort of get add stuff like that. That's great. So you add it to the basic board? I think so. Kind of like Catan, where the additions yeah. go on the basic. 
it's definitely a good size if you like to travel, if you're going somewhere for the summer or whatever, because it comes in quite a small box, which sometimes some of these games that come with so many different pieces, it's in a huge box that would be hard to take anywhere with you, but this is quite small, which uh -huh. is good. You might not get every, you might not get the um, top of the box on just right with how many pieces are in there, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty strategic how to pack it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I really like this game. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it is someone. It is for some people who've played board games before. Like it's not like a, the first board game you've ever played, style of one. No. no, but once you've played, it's easy to figure out. It'd yeah. be fun with like six or seven people. Because especially if it was everyone against everyone, it would get pretty mercenary. Uh -huh. Yeah, you can play with up to six. We only ever play games with two or three of us, so yeah. adding people would definitely make it uh, interesting. Uh-huh. That would be good. Um, yeah, I think it's a good one. Um, so for attacks and stuff, you do roll dice to see how many hit. Um, you can spend ammo, as we've said. Um, to try to like add points to your dice to be able to kill the zombie easier. Your hearts or your lives is um, how many times you can hit, stuff like that. It's, more, it's pretty basic that way, which is good. Yeah. And you do cut through the hearts pretty fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why it's sometimes good to take the risk to try to go to like the hardware Station, store. Yeah. The hardware store, yeah. The gun store. <laughs> That's, That's one right. of them. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, it's a really fun game. Yeah, I like it. Um, and yeah. So now I'll be talking about Mordenkainen's Tomb of Foes. It is a really fun book. Um, that's kind of in the same lines as Volo's Guides to Monsters. But almost all with sort of like demons, devils, some cultist stuff. It's really fun. Um, some good parts about it is if you ever want to flesh out a world and have in any of the Nine Hells... This is a go-to because it fleshed out some of the nine hells, but also a lot of um, like the god or the demons, I should say devils probably, that rule it. And it's also cool. So if you want to make cultists, but you want them to be a specific sort of god, or not god, but ruler again, like if you want Xeriel cultists, then tells you what their goals may be, what types of cultists they may be, what spells they could have, even some different sort of um, things. Like this one's a ferocious surge. When this creature hits with an attack that isn't a critical hit, it can turn the hit into a critical hit. Like that's pretty cool. And I think it adds a lot of that really cool stuff. If you ever like tieflings, or like tieflings as I like to say it, um, you, there's new sub races to sort of be like a... Um, be like a infernal legacy sort of thing. So you can be like um, from like the spawn of a certain demon. Really cool. It can also be pretty thematic. Um, you can customize devil NPCs in this book. Like, um, you know how like classic stuff, you always roll on a table for stuff. Well, you can. And like you can roll for what their title will be. Like um, the torturer. The Vicious, the Chanter, stuff like that. There's also personality traits, ideals, bonds, flaws. Sort of the base stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, it talks, like I said, about that sort of stuff. It talks about demons, too. Um, 
like different um, boons you can get from demons. But also there are customizable tables, stuff like that. If you like different elf stuff, that's in here too. There's some elf sub-races, like some water elves, foresty dudes, really cool. Um, I've had a few players use them in my games. They're really cool. They're really cool looking the art for them. Um, it also, I think, adds some more drow type stuff. Um, and one called the Shadar Kai, which is all about the Raven Queen. That one's pretty cool, too. You get to, um, resistance necrotic damage, stuff like that. Um, and then there's also some dwarf stuff in here. Oh yeah, and elves that also talks flesh out, talks about their gods a bit too. Same with dwarves and the Durger, as I like to say it. I don't know really how to pronounce it, but that's how I say it. I believe it actually even allows you to play as the Durger. Durger? Durger. I'm going to say, I'm going to say saying Durger. So the Durger, um, it's like dwarf. It's basically a sub-race. Um... It also has some different stuff. Um, what you'd find in the wild of dwarves, some different story hooks. It also has Gith, which is really cool. So you can play as Gith. It talks, all these races I'm talking about as well, it talks a lot about the lore. If you really like that stuff, it, this is great. Like, it's a really good lore books too. If you want to learn more about different gods from the elves, dwarves, learn about Durger in general, learn anything about the Gith, it's really cool for that. Even a bit of Mind Flare, like Illithid. It's really good for that. Um, it also has some lore about, like a lot of lore about what you what sort of ranks you find in the demon and devil armies. It has some cool flag ideas, because you know, I'm, I'm a flag guy myself. I like looking at, like looking at sort of like imaginary flags. So if you're into that, there's not many of us, uh, us out there, but if you're into that, it's cool. There's a bit of it in there, not too much, but it just sort of gets your gets the ball rolling to sort of make your own sort of stuff. It reminds me a lot of the Warhammer style of flags, like the, I think it's the eight, eight star, like, like the eight, um, eight peak star sort of thing. I don't know how to describe it. But any of you that plays any of those games, you'll kind of understand it. But it's really cool. Talks about some Gith, um, sort of, I think it's the big city of Gith. It even has you get playable characters. And one Gith Yankee, which is like the soldier version. Then the Gither's Eye is like the wizard version of them. It doesn't have to be like that, but that's just normally what they are. Has a bunch of tables to make um, NPCs and PCs. <sighs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, has some um, halfling and gnome stuff as well, which personally I don't really use too much, but if you like that stuff, why not? Um, let me just see. I think I've, there's something cool in this book. Oh, yeah, Deep Gnome. Um, I always like to describe this as Indiana Gnome because the um, the guy ha is like so like it looks like he's sort of adventuring inside a temple, about to pick out like an artifact, so that style of thing. 
it adds some dexterity, even a new feat for them, which is really cool. Has a great beast here at the back with a lot of new really tough monsters. Like um, the Astral Dreadnought, one of the toughest ones in the game now. It's like Tarrasque level, really cool. Because the stomach, like the Tarrasque, is also a demiplane, which I love. Um, some other really big ones. A lot of, like, gargantuan, big... Maybe not a lot, but some of them, yeah. A lot of large ones, like... Um, there's a, like, a new construct here. New guy that almost looks like one of the, um, deep ones. From, like, Cthulhu, like, Lovecraftian worlds. Um, a lot of demons and devils. Some of them might be familiar to you, if you've ever played the Baldur's Gate... Um, descent into Avernus. Some of the monsters will be familiar to you because they use the same sort of stat blocks, same artwork and everything. But there is a lot of new ones. There's even demon lords in here. Like, Baphomet's a familiar one. But there's stuff like the Demogorgons and stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, classic Orcus. He's awesome. Some madness stuff that has to go along with it. Um... I think that's a lot of it. There's, there's um, devil and demon ranks. Um, there's a couple new races, but there's like... It's a really cool one. I really like this. Um, there's a nasty Nepribu. If you've ever seen those ones, it's like a big like blobby guy. It's pretty nasty. Um, has a cloud of vermin around him. So if you stand um, close to him, you can actually get damage and um, disadvantage. Um, but yeah, it's a really good book. If you love lore, this is the book. Like, honestly, that, that would be like one of the good ones, especially if you want to do like a demon game. Definitely this one. It's awesome. Um, if you ever want to do any cultist sort of stuff in any of the games, if in any of your games, like really flesh out your cultist have them going towards some goal. This is really good. Can really help you out. I've planned to do one myself. I, I, I have a cool idea for it. But I'm planning to do one. Um, it's really good. And yeah. It's, I'd wholeheartedly suggest this one. Um, it's kind of like a Volo's Guide to Monster. Like I said. But based on demonic entities. And some other stuff like I said. But it's really good. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you all so very much for listening. This has been really fun. Um, great looking reading some of these books and playing some of these games again. It's always a blast recording these. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed this, if you're on a podcast system where you can give ratings, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, but other than that, like, just it's great that you're listening to this. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you can catch me on Instagram every now and then I post, not too much. I, I really up get back into that. I say that every single week. It's still not good. But thank you guys so much for listening and goodbye.